0: Welcome to River City Church podcast. We're glad you're listening. We believe this message will be encouraging and timely. To connect with us, find us on social or at RiverCityChurch.co. I was joking with with my husband uh, Sunday. He's been preaching stuck. I think it's stuck in the middle. Now correct me if I'm wa- wrong but stuck in the middle, and he was actually, it's actually really neat, he started in the story um, of Moses with them uh, stepping and watching uh, God part the Red Sea, and it's actually a story that I'm going to pick up on, but I was watching, I'm like, hey, That's part of my message. You be careful. I'm just teasing. No, but it actually flows together, so that's really neat. Um, But And I have to joke again since he's gone, but he's been teaching the uh, last few weeks about being stuck in the middle. And tonight I have a word that it's time to launch forward. It's time to launch forward into what God has for you. So I was teasing. I'm like, how much is left in your series? Because tonight it's time to launch forward. You've been in the middle long enough. And it's time that we start forward. But do you know what? The, stuck in the middle is such a powerful word because when we're stuck in the middle of a season, uh, maybe you're waiting on a promise or maybe you're, you know, not sure what God has called you to. Uh, that that middle part is where we build character. It's huge. The middle part is where we see, you know, the Bible doesn't say that God tests us, but our faith is tested. So when we're in the middle, we get to see, you know, is my faith, is it strong in the foundation of the Lord? come on, in the in the middle, if you're in a season, you're not sure, you're in a desert season, you can't see what's before you, you're not sure what's going on in the middle, or something's not working out like you thought it was, man, that's an opportunity where you get to see, where is my foundation? Am I being shaken? Or, you know, it's, it's coming before the Lord, this is what I'm feeling, it's not out of shame or guilt, but being stuck in the middle, God truly works in our hearts, because if I, and I might get into it a little bit, but Over five years ago, I was stuck in the middle in a season of my life that was extremely hard. Um, It was definitely a season just of oppression, and just the enemy was really trying, and I'm not blaming the enemy. We have our own choices too, but um, that was a season where I just just didn't feel good enough with where I was at, and man, the lies just kept coming, and let me tell you, if I would have (laughs) known... Then what was to come? How many years later that God would send me back to my hometown to start a church? I almost gave up in the middle. Come on, but we're not called to get to give up in the middle. We're called to to get refined and to get healed in areas that we didn't know. I didn't know I needed healing in some areas. But when I was in a a, a, a desert ceiling a, a season for myself, God did such a great work inside of me. Uh, he refined me as gold, and I know um, again if I if I would have got stuck there, look what God had. Come on, the enemy. Sometimes knows better about our future than what we do, but let me tell you tonight, it's not. We're not going to. It's no longer time to be stuck in the middle. God's called us to launch forward, and we want to launch forward from a a hard or dry season. It's time to launch forward from insecurities, from fear. It's time to launch forward from doubt. Come on, from failure, and let me tell you, I feel there's people in here. It's time to launch forward from your comfort zone. Come on, you might, maybe you've gone to church, but you're not quite sure. um, Just, you know, the presence of Jesus and maybe he's stirring something in you, but you're like, I don't know what this looks like. It's time to launch forward from your comfort zone and just trust God because he has big plans for you. He wants you to dream bigger. He wants to use you in great and mighty ways. So it's time to launch forward from our comfort zone. Uh, We're going to pick up in Numbers 13. So here we are, uh, the children of Israel, they had been in Egypt for over 430 years. And here God causes Mo- uh, called Moses to, 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 send, uh, to bring them out of bondage and into their promised land. And that's what my husband talked about last week. So go check that out on the podcast if you have yet to listen to it. But we're going to start in chapter 13. Verse 2, you know, prior to this, they've seen God provide for them in miraculous ways. Again, they saw the, the Red Sea being parted and their enemy being drowned by the, the water. I don't. God provided them in miraculous ways. So you would think that they would be ready to receive what God had for them next. But in verse 2, uh, verse 1, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which i am giving to the children of israel god said he, he already said he goes hey send them to, to spy it out but no matter what it looks like i want you to know to before you go in there this is the land that i'm giving you he promised it to them he already said no matter no matter what you see i want you to know this is your promise this land i have given you You know, really, in order to launch forward in what God has called you to, we have to know that his word is true, his word is alive and living, and whatever his word says is ours. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care what's before you in your promised land. If God says it's yours, it's yours. And I want to share just a little bit of my story. If you haven't been to part one of the um, next steps, I do share a little bit of my testimony but um, I, so when I was 18, I left here and I moved to Arizona, not having a clue with what I was doing. I, I worked at an Applebee's here. It's neat though. I did wake up and I felt surely there's more to life than what I'm living. Well, so I, oh, I worked out. Okay. That didn't, yeah, that sounds bad, I guess. Hey, waitressing is a great job. You can make fantastic tips. Um, but I woke up my senior year in high school and I just knew I was called for more. And um, and I just felt a desire to go to Arizona. And so here my mom and my stepdad, I'm, they're sending there, I wake up, and I'm like, I thought I'm supposed to go to Arizona." And all they could do is say, "God, she's yours. I trust you." So I'm pulling out of my driveway. I, this is funny, I just thought of this today. Um, so I, I called the Applebe'es in Arizona. I'm like, this was my first transfer and i'm like hey if you i you know i worked at applebee's in mason city iowa i'm fantastic do you have any openings for me i'm t i am I really did call them i don't know what i was thinking or they're like uh we when you arrive you can give us a resume i'm like thanks i don't know what i was thinking that i needed to call applebee's to be transferred but i just set off to go again not having anybody there that i would would know a reason why i would go there And I'm so thankful for family. You know, I grew up going to church, but I really had yet to experience the presence of God that really changed my life. Um, And I grew up with my my mom always. I say this because it's so huge, parents. Um, And even if you've never heard this, but they always made sure they told me, God loves you. Like, even if I was a little stinker, I can say it in church, right? It's better than a different word. No, even if I was a little stinker in my high school years, they just said, hey, God loves you so much. And I'm telling you, those words, I I just, it it really changed my life uh, when I went out to Arizona. So even just saying, I love that you saying Jesus loves me, this I know. I'm like my parents, I sing it to my kids because I want them to know that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you may be away from God, Jesus loves you. And it's the love of Jesus that leads us to repentance. It's the love of Jesus that sets us free. And so I, I still, I desired to go to church because I knew he loved me. And I, I had a beautiful couple encounters with the Lord when I was younger, but I just knew he was real. Um, and when I went into church, I, the presence of God was so strong that I was like, this is what I was made for. Come, everything else I tried in my life did not. Because I woke up at 18 saying, surely there's more to life. Because apart from God, we can do nothing. Apart, We were born to serve God. We were born to have relationship with Jesus. And we're always going to be searching, searching for fulfillment, searching for affirmation uh, everywhere else. But we'll never find it unless it's with Jesus. So here I'm 18 years old. Now at this time I'm 19 and that's why River City Church is so important to us because we want to have a culture where people walk into these doors and feel the presence of Jesus because it's the presence of Jesus that changes lives. Come on, it's the presence of Jesus that changes lives. And I walk in and I'm just in tears because I'm like, this is what I've been missing. And immediately the, the Lord set me free from alcoholism, other stuff. And I just, I'm like, I just, I, it was beautiful, such a beautiful experience. And this, I'm sharing this because this scripture came up, Jeremiah 29, 11, It's still a favorite. Most of you probably know it. But it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And some other versions, translation says, for I know the plans that I think towards you. Says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. Now, this is important because if God's word says it, it's ours, church. Come, that, God says, I'm giving this land to you. Now cross, when you cross over, this is yours. So no matter what it looks like, this promise is yours. And so I'm sharing this story because at 19, it's like, I want to go back and be like, you go girl, way to believe the word of God. Because this moment, this verse changed my life. So it says, for I, so I was sitting there not knowing what to do with my life. Again, at Applebee's, nothing wrong with serving tables. Again, you can make fantastic tips that way. But um, I, I didn't have a desire to go to college. I just, there was nothing, not that college is bad, but I just, for me, I didn't feel that. Um, and I thought, so when I went to church, when I saw this verse, I heard the Lord. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know the plans that you have for me. So I just, whatever those plans are, I say, yes, Lord, sign me up. Your way is better than my way. And then it says that he, his thoughts towards me are peace. So right away, I'm like, you love me. You're for me. No matter my past, you have accepted me. But the important thing that I did at nineteen is I took that word literal. I said, you I don't know, I'm not gonna try to guess. And I felt peace not to go to school to continue on to school. I did take some classes when I was a senior. I just have to, for college, a couple night classes. So I got to give myself a little credit, okay? Uh, but, um, and then I, when I started going to church, I just fell in love with the church and I served everywhere I could. I volunteered everywhere I could. Um, but the, the important part here is for I know the thoughts, the plans I have for you. So at 19, I said, whatever you have, God, it's mine. I'm telling you, he opened up doors that no man could close. I, he blessed me with a job. It's really neat. After Applebee's, I got on uh, as a banquet server, and I served in this little co- in this little conference room. It was a church group meeting in a conference room. They're like praying in the spirit. They're worshiping Jesus, and I'm like 19. I'm like, yeah, like. And they actually they took up an offering for me. Like every place I was at, I felt seen and God was with me. And that was a short time in my life. But then he opened up door for me to work. Work at a bank. Um, and I'm just sharing this story because he kept opening up doors. He kept providing for me and giving me favor because I said, you know the plans for me. I'm not going to try to open doors. I'm not going to try to push my way in. And here he blessed me as a 19 year old girl working at a bank without a college degree. And he provided me in such an awesome way. So I'm thinking about 19, this verse and that that surrender to Jesus, you know the plans you have for me. So I trust you, God. Um, I trust you with my life. That has set me up until now. So wh- what you do today is going to affect your future. What you believe, God, for today is going to affect your tomorrow. What you believe, if His Word says it, church, it's yours. And again, I'm so thankful. At 19, I had faith to believe that no matter what He said, that 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 truth, that word, was mine. So we're going to go on to see the children of Israel. Um, we're going to jump down to verse 17. It says, Moses sent them. So here he's sending out them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Now go up this way in the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad. Whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. Whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are forests there or not. But whatever the report is, come on, be of good courage. Whatever the report is, be of good courage. Uh, Verse 27, we're going to jump down to. So they went out and spied the land, and they were there for 40 days. And it says, then they told him and said, so now they're coming back with the report. You know, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless... (laughs) Church, if we if we are to launch forward, we have to get the neverthelesses out of the way. Come on, we can't believe the lie of the report of the enemy. We have to get away from our insecurities—whether we're good enough, smart enough, cute enough. It, the neverthelesses will mess us up every time. It will. It will. the neverthelesses will paralyze us and and cause fear for us to really launch into what God has for us. So we have to get the neverthelesses out of the way. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land—they're strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The uh, Anakites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, all the Ites. We don't need to go through that. Verse 30 <laughs> Then Caleb, I probably am not pronouncing it right. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. Come on. Do I have any Caleb's here tonight? Do I have any of those that says that no matter what the world looks like right now, come on. He's coming back for a glorious church, not a defeated church. Come on. He's coming back for a bold church, not a fearful church. So I want to be like Caleb. that says, I don't, no matter what you said, this is my land. I'm going for it. I love the story of David and Goliath. <clears throat> I know a lot of us know, not even if you haven't been in church, Come on, David is dropping off his lunch for his siblings. The Israelites, there's this Philistine, this giant that is mocking the children of God. And here little David, I don't know how he was young. He comes up to give his, uh, his siblings uh, their food and they're sitting back scared. Here's this David full of bull. He said, who is this circumcised Philistine that you're circumcised? That means he was not dedicated. They, they weren't dedicated to the Lord. They weren't children of God. He says, who is this one? Come on, I, I'm ready to take him on. Why are you allowing this fear to cripple you? We need to be like the Davids It says that no matter if he's a giant, this was a boy, but because he had faith in God and trust in God, he was able to conquer that land which God called him to. So then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. We read that, let us go up at once and take position for we are well able to, over, to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Thank you for those bad reports. They do wonders. Of the land with those around us. Of the land which they had spied out, saying... The the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we we saw the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so were we in their sight. Wow. They They saw the land that God said, this is yours, I'm giving it to you. They saw in their sight that they were weak and not able to, and the enemy saw them that way as well. The first point tonight is if you don't know who you are, come on, if you don't know who you are and whose you are, the enemy will tell you. The enemy will grab a hold of that lie and tell you who you are. They saw themselves, they belittle themselves. What we view ourselves matters. It matters how we think of ourselves, and the enemy was able to attach himself to that lie and cause them to be paralyzed in fear and not... to to step over into their promised land. So we do not want the enemy, we don't want the world to set our agenda. Come on, we want the word of the Lord to set our agenda. You know, they forgot, and, and we're gonna go to verse 14, one through nine, it says, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron there you go, and the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, here they just got rescued from being in slavery and bondage for over 400 years, and they said, let's go back to the past, it was more comfortable there, if only we died there, rather, and again, they they went against their leader and complain. come on, bitterness and complaining will rob us from launching forward, Uh, Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword and our wives and our children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Now whose report are we believing tonight? Whose report are you believing tonight over your circumstances? Who will you partner with? The report or the lies or the word of the Lord? Now I'm going to share real quick about Peter. I'm going to kind of go back and forth now between Peter and Peter in this story. uh, Here, Peter, a disciple of Jesus, Jesus called him out to walk with him for those three years, showing the faithfulness of of Jesus, showing them miracles, signs, and wonders, walking with them, having relationship with them. And, you know, Jesus foretold a little bit of what's going to happen, of him dying and resurrecting again. But they didn't get the full picture, because when it happened, uh, here Peter Right, I, when Jesus was captured, Peter's like, I'm standing up for Jesus. You know, he cut the ear off of the soldier. Come on, he's a little feisty, I like it. But here, you guys, in the unknown, here they did capture Jesus. And here he's getting accused, beaten, bruised, and ultimately was for us. But here Peter, out of place probably of confusion, and what is going on? This is Jesus, the Messiah, the King, and here they're, they're taking him captive, And here this little girl, after Jesus has been captured, she comes up to Peter and says, Hey, aren't you the disciple of Jesus? Probably out of fear of what was going on, he denied. He said, No, I'm not. A second person comes to, to Peter and says, Hey, aren't you the disciple of Jesus? Again, probably out of fear. He said, No, I don't know. I don't know him. That's not me. And a third time, somebody came to him and said, Hey, aren't you the disciple of Jesus? He allowed the fear and the unknown to deny Jesus. And I, and I really want to look at the point is, I, I wonder how Peter felt. The shame that he felt that he denied Jesus when Jesus needed him to step up. The shame that he must have been crippled for. And tonight I want to talk about launching forward. Maybe it's shame that you're dealing with tonight. Maybe it's regret from your past that you're dealing with tonight. Or maybe it's the report, like the Israelites, there's a bad report and it's causing you to feel paralyzed and not able to move forward. But tonight it's time to move forward and launch forward. And number two, it says God wants to restore you back to himself. Before you can launch forward from a a season that feels dry and hard, God wants to restore you back to himself. You know, the Israelites, they, they quit right before the provision. Come on, they they didn't even step into the promised land and then was like, I can't, this is too much for me. They quit right before the plan. They quit right before the provision. You know, uh, Brian and I, when we we, we prayed, and um, again, I had no idea I would ever be back here planting a church, but our hearts have always been, God, your will, not ours. We'll, we'll go wherever you want us to, and we've been blessed to be in Arizona and Florida, part of phenomenal churches learning and growing. We've been part of incredible staff that we're so thankful that God has allowed us to be part of, again, getting poured into, and, and we knew it was time that We were going to plant a church, and I love that God revealed it to my husband first. I love that. It's so awesome. But he heard uh, Mason City. And um, so fast forward. So here we are, we sold our house in Florida. We're ready to pack up, and the world shut down. COVID-19 happened, and here we're supposed to launch out and plant a church, uh, we could have we could have just said you know what this isn't God's timing let's just we're gonna stay here but do you know we heard the word of the Lord and he said go so we even though it didn't like all right God we're gonna go we trust you we heard the word of the Lord and we went and um you know when we moved out here Brian and he's extremely smart I'm very smart he has a degree and everything and um and it really <laughs> a degree because I don't <laughs> um I have a scripture for me later I'll share with you. Um, But here, so he's applying because he wants to provide for his family when we move out here. We we didn't have a team yet to come out here. We just had a word to come out here. And here, no jobs were opening because the world was shut down. People weren't hiring. They didn't know it was. It was literally that week. We're driving. Nobody's on the roads. We didn't know if we could get hotels. So here we show up without a job and ready to plant a church and the world shut down. We could have just said our pastor back there was like, we'll keep you guys. We love them out there so much. And florida but we, we had a position out there re- saved for us but we heard the word of the lord and so it took a few months but brian got two jobs at the only places that were open um so he had to have he worked seven days a week because the places that were only open you know probably didn't provide very much um anyways but i got a faithful husband that provides for his family i love him he has such an awesome heart but here he's working seven days a week and god told him to go plant a church I, I, I was actually, here I had been gone away for 15 years, never have I ever prayed to be back here. I just pray, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I never say specifics because I leave that up to the Holy Spirit. And here, so I'm at a place where I'm with my family. I'm so excited. He brought me back here. And, you know, here my husband, he's working two jobs seven days a week. And it doesn't, in front of us, it doesn't look like anything's opening. But come on, we, he stayed faithful to what God spoke to him. He he stayed faithful on the word of the Lord. And within months, we were able to open up a Bible study in our living room. Because I'm like, honey, we got to have church. If it's in our living room, I don't care. I need some church here. I need to gather with those that want to gather. And then by that time, this place opened up for us. Things were starting to open. Open, but we could have stopped right even though we didn't see any doors open even though we couldn't even find jobs really we could have went back because we had a job back there in ministry still but the word the lord told us to go he is faithful to provide for you wow. but you have to his word is his word have confidence in his word mm-hmm. so god wants to restore you back to himself we're going to go to um, john 21. I love this story. We're going to go back to Peter and Jesus. John 21. So this is after Jesus has died. He, he rose again from the grave, and now he's appearing to his disciples. It said, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in his in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, Hey guys, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We're going with you also. They went out immediately, got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Isn't that funny that here Peter was called to make disciples? Jesus appeared to him when Jesus was on earth and said, Hey, you're fishermen of men, not fish. But Peter, after probably in his shame and not knowing what it looked like, he just denied Jesus three times. He goes back fishing. Come on, any time we allow shame and fear, we go back to what was comfortable. Wow. Wow. Peter went back to what was familiar to him. Yeah. Wow. He, mm-hmm. We're going to keep going on. Uh, he said, so he cast, I love that. Peter didn't even catch anything. I think that's kind of funny. Um, verse 4, it says, but when the morning had now come, Je- uh, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples... Oh, wait, I think I completely missed. Let me make sure I didn't miss that. And so, okay, so he said, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. I love when Jesus shows up. He can't help but provide. Like, even they, they cast their net. He's like, hey, guys, just cast the net on the other side. He's too good not to provide for him there. He couldn't catch anything. But when Jesus stepped in, come on, he had, the net was so full, it almost broke. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus um, so they cast in. Now they were not able to draw it in uh, it in because of the multitude of fish. Verse seven. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, "It is the Lord." Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, plunged. I love that that even though he denied Jesus, he he loved Jesus. He plunged in to meet him, plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat dragging the net with the fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said, come and eat some breakfast. Come and eat some food. I love that. Before, we're going to see here in a moment how Jesus got restored, but first off, Jesus said, Peter, come. Not only am I going to provide for you, I'm going to sit with you and have some breakfast. Jesus wants to restore you back to himself. He cares more about you than what you can do for him. He cares more about you than even the plan he has for you. He wants you. He wants relationship with him. Hey, Peter, come on, you come up here. Let's have some breakfast. Let's, Let's spend time together. In order for us to launch forward, we need to allow the Lord to restore our hearts, to pour out his love over our hearts. So he has a meal with Peter. Um, And then it says, verse 15, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him again, or he said to him, feed my lambs. Come on, he's restoring him back to his purpose. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, ten ten, ten to my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep come on before he got per he, he, before he got renewed and sent back to his purpose he had to first get that relationship he had breakfast for him he was reminding peter this is what i've called you to now get up i've restored you i love you i forgave you and i love that he uh, he and he says it three times, which I love that because Peter denied him three times. But Jesus was restoring him back to his purpose. He was reminding him, this is what I've called you to. Don't allow the shame. Again, the shame, I can't even imagine the shame of Peter denying Jesus three times. But he was restoring him back to his purpose. First, Jesus wants to restore you back to him with intimacy. He wants to spend time with you. He cares more about you than what you can do for him. I love that. He cares more about your heart than, when he can do, uh, than what you can do for him. I love, you know, I, I shared a little bit, just briefly. A few years ago, I went through one of the hardest seasons of my life. And let me tell you, God always gives us a plan to get out of what, we're, what either we brought ourselves into or the lies that we believed. And this story came to me. I remember sitting in my room um, and I, he I, he kept reminding me he he, I, he kept reminding me of his love for me. And then I, I saw this picture of Peter, and he, and I heard the voice of God say, Jenna, you know he, he brought me back to when I was like nineteen totally gave everything because he was alive and living and here I was stuck in this season again it was um I was almost mad at myself to be honest it was kind of like Peter like I allowed shame to come on me uh, which is that again will paralyze you from launching forward but because there wasn't really there wasn't anything in the natural um well I kind of joke about it because that's about the time I started homeschooling (laughs) <laughs> really no it was a season where I it was just stuff that was out of my comfort zone I kind of felt lonely I just felt like I wasn't good enough mom for this and I knew because we started homeschool out of just a need it was the next day kind of thing so I really wasn't prepared but I allowed that lie come on I don't care if it's a big thing that you're going through it might just be a lie that you've attached yourself to yeah. it, it, the enemy he wanted that was five, I think five years ago Okay. And I, I about, he, he knew what was to come here in Mason city, Iowa. I, I truly got into a state where I just wanted to be done. The, the, the overwhelming thoughts was so much. And again, I was kind of not happy because I really on the outside, I mean, I had, a, everything was wonderful. And I lived in the beautiful state of Florida and everything, but it doesn't, one little lie that we grab onto and don't give it to Jesus and allow him to heal us. Um, and let me tell you, he gave me a plan. He gave me the tools that I needed to, to get out of that pit. And it was awesome. But he, I love this story because he remind me, remember when you were 19? Come on, you 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 you're called, you're chosen. I love you, and you remind me of the story of Peter. This is what I don't don't stay back here. Come on, it's time to move forward. And he set me free. It was such a beautiful thing. But that was in the middle where I got I now those thoughts try to come to me. Come on, I'm overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. He was trying to get me stuck in the middle, but I thank goodness for the Holy Spirit that set me free that that spoke truth over me. But I had to be the one that actually received it and stuff up and receive what god had for me but he reminded me of his love for me he jesus the holy spirit reminded me of my awesome husband my kids and i'm so thankful that i chose to believe the report of the lord and move forward um i want to go to number three it's time to take back your mountain it's time to take back your mountain again first he wants to restore you he wants to have some breakfast with you he wants to spend time with you and then he's going to remind you, he's going to, he, it's time to stop hiding. It's time to launch forward. Um, we're going to, let's see here. This is like, I have my little paper bookmarks, and they're not working for me tonight. There we go. I'm old school. Um, all right, Joshua 1, 1 through 3. So here we are, 40 years later, that generation because, and I, even Caleb, he was so sad. He's like, guys, come on, don't, I, um, I don't even think I read that verse, but he was encouraging me, guys, you don't want to give up. You don't want to miss it. Because he, it was for generations. He, Caleb was like, guys, we can do this. This is for your children and your children's children. But that group, that generation did not enter the promised land because of their unbelief, really. And here, let's look, Joshua and Caleb, the ones that, that were full of faith, <laughs> that were ready to take on. This is 40 some years later. Come on, it's time to take back your mountain. It's not too late. You're not too old. Uh, verse one, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise and go over this Jordan. You and all, come on. It's the same word. God's word and plan for your life does not change. His word was the same 40 years prior. And it's still, it was the same 40 years later. He said, come on, Joshua, it's your turn. Now it's time to arise. It was the same word that he given. Uh, The children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, um, as I said to Moses, that's our word tonight, church. Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, it's yours. God has given you. Verse 5, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide. So here he gives him instruction. It's the same word that he gave to uh, Caleb and Moses earlier. Come on, the word doesn't change. But their response did. They still were full of faith. Only be strong and very courageous. Here, I love, and we're not going to go there for time, but over it, he talks about preparing them. See, God always gives us a plan. Don't forfeit right before he gives you the plan. Don't forfeit right before he gives you the plan and the resources. Um, so he gives them a plan, and thankfully, they, just, they crossed over. And I love, we're going to go to, um, now I want to see, that was, uh, I want to see Caleb him being stored. This is 40 years later. We're going to go to chapter 14. and I'm almost done. Chapter 14. So now this is Caleb coming to Joshua and he says, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, so he's, he's remembering the, Lord, the word that, that Caleb, this is, Caleb is now in his 80s. He's in his 80s. And he says, so Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. You know, the choices you do today is going to impact your tomorrow, the generations after you. And where your foot has, okay, children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. So this is Caleb saying this. And he said these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am. This is Caleb. This day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war. Both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke to me in that day. This is this is Caleb. He was in his forties, ready to take that mountain in, but those other guys decided because of fear they weren't going to go forward but God did promise him hey you're going to your children you and your children will get this uh, will take the land you'll get your promise in so Caleb is remembering the promise to whatever you guys God has he has a promise for you again maybe you had a word years ago and you haven't seen it come to pass come on your word is for now it's yes it's today the word of the Lord does not change I love that he says I'm as strong as I was in my youth come on do I have those that are as strong as they were in their youth I I am. I look back at when I was 19. I'm like, yes, let's go. I love it. Come on. He was as strong, he was in his eighties ready to take back his mountain and he got to see the promised land all because he believed the report of the Lord and not the lie as a lie in the enemy. Come on. He didn't view himself as a grasshopper. He saw himself as a, as a child of God that makes all the difference. And I want to read as I end here, this is my favorite. This is, I love this scripture. We're going to, I want to end with Peter again. So here he gets restored back to God. Uh, This is in Acts. Here Jesus appears. Come on, the day of Pentecost comes. You guys, we can't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God on the inside of us that we're able to do what God's called us to do. It's the power of God that I was able to homeschool all day. And get ready for tonight. Uh, no, I'm just teasing. No, it's the power of God that will equip us, even if it's hard, even if it looks like a challenge. It's the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. It's you saying, God, I don't see it, I might not feel it, but this is your word and this is mine. Uh, and uh, so Peter, this is an Acts, and here it was Paul and um, Peter again. The, the Pentecost happened, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better that I go away because I have a friend, a helper for you. You guys, it's the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you that's going to help you, that's going to strengthen you, that's going to open up doors for you, that's going to give you the wisdom that you need. Um, so here there's this the guy laying at, he's lame from birth, and he, and he looks to Peter and Paul and they're like, hey, money we don't have, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he was healed and restored. Now the religious folks saw it, and they got mad. You guys, this, the younger generation, when I was 19, I didn't need to have anybody tell me, don't do this, do this, don't do that. It was the presence of Jesus that lead me to repentance. I'm telling you, the younger generation needs a church that is strong in the Lord, that when they come into the doors, it's the presence of Jesus that leads them to salvation. This generation wants uh, realness. They don't need religion. These religious folks mocked, they actually got them arrested, the Sadducees and the, uh, these, these leaders got them arrested because they healed, like, a, a, a person got healed. It's hilarious. Okay, I love this. Verse eight, it says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. So here they arrest them. Here they had to go bef- before these strong leaders. These guys knew the Bible, these leaders did. But you can know the word of God, but you might not know the person of the Bible. Come on, Jesus wants to eat breakfast with us and restore us and spend time with us. I love this. So they, so they're, so the rulers, you know, they're giving them a chance to talk. And, um, verse 13, it says now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them. Come on, you guys, the world can't deny the power of Jesus. Come on they marveled at the one at their boldness that Peter carried. I'm sorry this is Peter that denied Jesus from a little girl. Come on we're not going to allow shame. He could have allowed shame. He could have stayed fishing in the boat, but God called him to be fishermen's of men. And I want to know what's holding you back from fully surrendering to Jesus. God has called you and chosen you. These, this, is my fa- this is my verse, they were uneducated and untrained men, hallelujah <laughs> I just was 19 and, and just, I got filled with the presence of Jesus and I, I started t- at the, the church we were at, they needed a 5th grade uh, teacher and it was a volunteer position and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing but I want these girls to know that they are loved and called and chosen by Jesus, I started going out on re- uh, outreaches, that's where I met my husband no I didn't meet, he says he met me out on the streets, don't that's bad I'm just teasing, that's a joke, it's a joke. I met him out on the streets. I'm teasing, we were doing outreach together. I'm sorry, he does that to me, I had to do that to him. No, um, but I, I started going out on outreaches. This, I, In service, this person, he's like, do you wanna come out, not my husband, but they're like, do you wanna come out with us on the outreach tonight? I'm like, sure, whatever Outreaches. that sounds great. So I get on the bus, as we go downtown, phoenix where there's prostitutes drug dealers and we get there and we share the love of jesus and we we bust him into church service come on i didn't i just loved jesus and i wanted people to know his love as well peter the one that denied jesus was filled with the power of the holy spirit and he was able to do what god called him but these religious folks looked at them and they marveled because they were untrained and uneducated what are you un- not qualifying for yourself? What are you disqualifying for yourself tonight? What are you allowing you hold you back? Come on, we are called to be uh, giant slayers in this house tonight. Yeah. Um, and they, I, this is the most important part, how it's time to take back your mountain. They realized they had been with Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's all the presence of Jesus It's all spending time with Him, worshiping, getting in the Word of God. It was the Word of God that changed my life. And I'm going to have the worship team, if they can make their way up here. Um, I have a couple more more, uh, verses that I want to speak over you tonight. Come on, it's time to launch forward. It's time to take back your promised land. I believe tonight... Like I was at 19 years old, I had an encounter with Jesus that forever changed my life. Maybe you're not sure, maybe you never really felt the presence of God. I want you to know that he has a plan and a purpose for you. You were born for him. You were made, I love the sign in the back, made for more. That's what I felt at 18 in Mason City, Iowa. Not because of Mason City, I love Mason City. Just because of the choices I was making. I'm like, this isn't, surely I was born for more. First Peter, why don't you stand to your feet? 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, you're a chosen generation. I'm going to declare that over you tonight because we're not going to look at ourselves as grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Come on. The world, we expect the world to not know what tomorrow looks like. We expect the world to be afraid and fearful, but not the church. Uh-uh. He's called he's coming back for a glorious church, a church that is bold. Come on. You are you you are chosen. You are called. It's time to launch away from fears, insecurities. God's gonna fill you with the wisdom you need for your businesses. Come on, for your family. And then I'm going to read from, um, these are just some of my favorite ones that I speak over myself. It's, by the, it's, the renew, it's the word of God that renews our mind. This isn't some self-help. Come on, this generation, it's not about self-help. It's about the filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's about the filling of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you come on he knows you he created you and called you maybe your parents haven't told you I'm thankful I had a mom that says he loves you because guess what at 19 when I was sitting in that church I was able to run to the altar not out of fear or shame for my past because I knew God was with I knew he loved me I knew that his arms the Bible says that we get to run boldly to the throne of grace he knows you he loves you you were created for a purpose He knew you before you were born. He sanctified you, which means he set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. What excuses do you have tonight? It's time to lay down the the neverthelesses. But the Lord said to him, do not say I am a youth for you shall go out to all to whom I send you. Come on, what has he called you to? We're all called to areas. What what burns inside of you? And if you don't know, that's how I was at 19. I have no, I'm I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but God, you know the plans you have for me. I say yes. He's gonna open up doors you can't even think possible. Come on, he wants you to get out into the world and change the culture of the word, the world. That's through you and I. That's through the church. I love the local church. That's what changed my life. But God's called you to influence those around you. He's called you to walk with character, young people in this room. He's called you to walk with boldness and faith, even though it might not look like it and you're not sure what's going on with bu- your business. But God said, he called you to it, he's gonna give you the provision and the tools. Just like I was sitting there five years ago, he gave me the tools that I needed. And I'm telling you, right when I did it, it was just practical stuff. Come on, it was like, he's, come on, come into my, pra- it's stuff I knew. But I'm telling you, immediately the oppression lifted off. Come, he, he loves us so much. Are we listening to his voice? Another favorite scripture I have is in John. It says, my sheep know hear my voice. So again, at 19, those were my two, one of my scriptures, two of my scriptures that I really ran with. You know the plans you have for me, and I can hear your voice. He's not going to try, he doesn't want us to guess in our future. He, he wants to show you and speak to you in the season that you're in. And if it isn't a quiet season, allow him to work on the inside of you. But it's time to launch forward from insecurities. It doesn't, even if your place changes or your job changes, you're still gonna deal with stuff if you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to heal you and to, and, and to, to uh, help you and to speak life into you. He says, do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand. And touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have placed my words in your mouth. Come on, just like Peter and John, they marveled because they had been with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Let him equip you, let him restore you. And he said, So behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. What are you called to? What business? Maybe you're called to government. Maybe you're called to, to, to raise up warriors in your home like I'm doing right now. Maybe you're called to, to help at the local church to make a place here. This isn't, the, you're all part of this. We want Mason City to, to, to come alive in the presence of Jesus. I'm telling you, I claim the high school. I want NIAC, I want them to run through the doors and find Jesus. The, I want them to not, it's not about religion, it's about the presence of Jesus. He said, behold, put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down. It's time to throw down in this place. Come on. Come on, I'm serious. I'm a little feisty a little bit. No, I'm just teasing. But come on, the enemy wants to still kill and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Come on, he's looking for those that are bold tonight. He's called you, he's equipped you. He's called you to root out, to pull down. To destroy and to throw down to build and to plant and that's what we're doing in River City Church that's what he's called you to do in your family in your business wherever you're at God has called you to be a light in that place again that could be walking with character come on that could be walking you with truth and being a good example to those are around you one that doesn't care with what, what those that think of you Ones that sees your peace right now. When the world is going crazy, guys, we get to stand in the peace of the Lord. Because I know the plans that he has for me. He says he plans to give me a hope and a future. So when the world shut down, we planted a church. I, I know 22 is hard and I'm not giving light to that. Okay, I know that that was real and I know that there's been sickness going on. But come on, we're called to be a church that brings light and life and healing and wholeness. 2020 was a great year for me but a few years ago it was not so so no matter what your season is god loves you he's saying come back to me you i create you are created in his image you won't be satisfied until you run to the arms of jesus he loves you he's called you he's chosen you acts 2 17 it says in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams come on just like the Caleb he was 80 so 85 years old he says give me back my mountain what has the enemy tried to steal right now is it shame is the thoughts of suicide is the thoughts of giving up I wanted to give up but it was a serious battle do you know what the enemy he's such a liar and I don't want to put a lot on him because it was definitely choices that I made that didn't help the matter but he wanted me to give up because he's like oh no she's going back to her hometown come on he tried to pound me with lies and insecurities I'm not good enough I can't do this but God has called you to rise up come on we worship you Jesus I thank you for everyone in this room in these last days we don't know in the last it's our last day come on we have this one life to live one life to live and he's looking to use you and i first he wants he desires us to be close to him come on tonight he wants to restore you back to himself he loves you we worship you jesus we thank you for your presence we thank you for your word we thank you that your word brings life and freedom and wholeness We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. I pray over every person in this room tonight. I thank you, Lord, that it's a season that they're going to launch out, that they're going to break free from lies and intimidation and fear and depression and oppression. I command it to break off of you right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, I speak over you. You are called, you are chosen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. As we get into worship, I want you just to lift up your hands. We praise you, Father. We worship you. We say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. We believe this message will be encouraging and timely. To connect with us, find us on social or at rivercitychurch.co.